Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Scott David Chase. This is My Truth. Tell me yours. Uh, so this was kind of a, this was a really nice way to send me off. I'm, I'm headed east outside of Los Angeles right now. I thought I was going to get out under the traffic and I've hit some, but it's not terrible yet. But uh, this conversation is with Jacqueline Delore Wilson. I hope I'm saying her married name right. I knew her when she was Jacqueline Delore. Uh, Jacqueline and I used to work together at Bull Moose Music in Portsmouth a dozen years ago, more than that actually. Um, but uh, yeah, she's been out here just over a year. Jacqueline's just one of the kindest, uh, funniest, and raddest people I know. Um, um, she's always just been a very open person, and she's, she's got a real passion for music. Um, which is how we connected, um, initially working at a record store together, but, uh, someone that I'm really glad I've stayed in touch with and it was awesome to see her. I got to see her very, very briefly, like two minutes briefly last year in New Hampshire when she was there for a wedding real quick. And as we talk about in this conversation, we really hadn't seen each other other than that in about a dozen years or so. So it was really cool. It was a, you know, it was a, it was a, a brief visit, probably about an hour and a half, a little bit more, but she sent me off. I got a bag full of fruit. Um, you know, she got to hang out with my dog Zoe and, you know, we could have sat and talked for, you know, a couple more hours. And if I wasn't trying to get on the road, definitely would have liked to. Um, but yeah, this is a really, uh, really fun conversation. It was great to catch up with her and hopefully I see her again in less than a dozen years. Hey guys, something cool for season two. Uh, I now have a sponsor. Uh, that sponsor is wearedappertize.com. It's a company that was started by two brothers, Andrew and Julian. Um, they have a whole selection of different types of ties. You know, there's plenty of occasions where you're going to need a tie. I I pulled up the website. I checked it out. If I need to order a tie, I'm going to go to this website first because it's less expensive than in the store. And if you use the promo code TRUTH on WeAreDapperTies.com, you'll get free shipping. Normally costs you five bucks to get it shipped, but free shipping anywhere in the U.S. if you put in promo code TRUTH on WeAreDapperTies.com. So, uh, yeah, we are Dapper Ties. Check them out, guys. So is it like an interview? And I'm like, no, it's just us talking. And especially where someone like you who I know, but we haven't seen each other in forever. Um, I mean, I think I was 24 the last time I saw you. Were you 32? No. I'm 36. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's been a long time. Well, yeah. you sent me... <sighs> right? You sent me... Yeah, because I moved to Portland in 2004. Okay, yeah, so you went to Portland, Philly, and then Philly. you were in Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, wait, you were in Philly? Philly for, like, nine months. Okay. And then I moved to Portland for and then Seattle, 11 and then, years. Right. And then I moved to Seattle. How long were you in Seattle? Uh, just around a year and a half. Okay. And you've been here, what, six months? A year. 
has been home. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, it's funny because those are all places that I went through on my trips. I was doing like Jacqueline's. Tell me states. everything. <laughs> well, it's been interesting. So like this is day 17, but I'm on my 18th state. Yeah, you're crushing. Yeah, but it's going to, in the next week, it's actually going to, like the days are going to be outnumber the number of states I've hit. And then I'll start doubling up again. Because I'm going to be, so depending on how tired I am, if I'm exhausted when I get to Arizona, which I mean, or to Nevada, which honestly, I don't really want to go to Vegas. I just want to cross over the Nevada border right. so I can mail postcards right. and do a painting. It's pretty close. It's right? Not, like four hours? It's four hours. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'm also like, like, I'm trying to be like conscious of the time. Because if I get out of here much past three, I'll get stuck in traffic again, which... That's why you hate L.A. That, that is why. <laughs> that's 100% why I hate yeah. L.A. Um, because when I came in yesterday, I was meeting a friend at one. Uh, and he was in, he lives over in Eagle Rock. Mm-hmm. And I had no problem getting into the city. But I was also coming from the north. Um, and we sat and had coffee and conversation for a while. And then... Um, I drove to, God, I forget where, what neighborhood Roland was in. I don't know if you know Roland Nichols or not, uh, which sounds like a weird like rap term. Roland Nichols. Um, he, he's from the Seacoast as well, and he, um, he's been out here about four years. He's a, he's a musician. Uh, but uh, I sat with him for about an hour, hour and a half, and then was leaving around... 4.30, and it took me from... That's prime time, baby. Yeah. So I went, I drove south to Marietta, California. Um, it's, it's kind of near Temecula. I don't know oh. where that is. So it's like it, normal traffic, it's like an hour and 20 minutes, but it took almost four hours. And then, and I did the same because I came back up today because I had coffee with my friend Michelle uh-huh. just down the street from here. I left at 6 a.m. and arrived at quarter of 10, and I was just, and the whole, like, so I'm doing, like, a, I, I did my video, I do a daily video. I saw kind, a couple of them. And then for today, I was like, I'm getting it out of the way now before I get all worked up. I was like, I was like, I'm having a great trip, and I was like, and there's so much amazing stuff to do in Los Angeles, but I was reminded of, because, because I'll be away from LA for what because it was about two and a half years last time I was here uh-huh. and when I get home I'm just like fuck LA and then people are like why and I'm and but after like three or four months I forget that the traffic it's it's not fuck LA but it's fuck LA traffic and it's one of those things that like I don't I, I mean I think if there was a way to fix it they would have done it but well if you lived here you probably wouldn't drive that mm-hmm. much unless you had to commute. I mean, I I commute to Santa Monica like three days out of the week. Yeah. Which is, on a good day, 40 minutes, and most days is an hour right. and a half. Yeah. Um, and be really early and just do it. Yeah. And listen to podcasts, you know? Yeah. But I think if you lived here, I mean, I don't, we don't really leave our neighborhood. Right. And then everything is maybe 20 minutes away. Sure. Because that would ruin it for me, too. Yeah. Well, and I mean, there's like, you know, just, just in the like three blocks from that coffee shop, that's probably more than that, it's probably like five blocks, but. Yeah, did you see that theater? Yeah, like I took a picture with my friend Michelle, like 
it's funny because I've always been, I go to the movies a lot, obviously, and I've only been to two movies on this trip, but it was, I wanted to see it while I was, while I was in the theater, which I still didn't really see it. Why? Well, I did, sort of. Um, I bought a ticket for a five o'clock show, five ten show, and it was about five twenty five when I got there. So I was like, all right, I'll miss the previews. But I've also I've read the book and I've seen the miniseries from you know twenty seven years ago. So I was like, I'll figure it out. So I get in, and it seems a lot longer and like further into the story than it should be. So because I was like, oh damn, there was only like one preview. And I was like, maybe they're doing flashbacks, too. So I'm watching for about 15 minutes, and I'm like, they haven't done a flashback yet, and this is, like, pretty far into the story. And at this point, I realized, oh, I'm, like, an hour plus into the movie. And I I was like, did I misread the time? And I look at my ticket, and it says 5.10, and it's now... Yeah. So, but I didn't realize that till the end, because... Because on the listing, it only said it was showing in one theater. So I was like, what the fuck? So I was like, do I go out and be like, hey, you listed it wrong. You know, whatever. Give me my money back. And then I was like, it's fine. I'll just watch it. You sat in some AC. Sat in some AC. And it was like, and it was, so it was probably, I probably saw an hour of the movie. Hmm. I was like, I got to find out what's going on. I walk out right across the hall. It's the 510 showing. I was in the... 355 showing so I walk in there there's another 45 minutes before where I started that I watch <laughs> and then the point where I walked in I was just like well I don't need to see this again right. so I've seen the like the back three-fifths of the movie so you made your own sort of flashback yeah I Quentin Tarantino yeah, my yeah, own exactly. it experience Smart. and then I saw um we saw Blade Runner on Saturday. Fuck, I can't wait to see that. I'm going to go... Well, the thing about L.A. is that Arclight is, like, the most incredible theater mm-hmm. experience. I'm not... I'm by no means a movie buff like you, but if we're going to go to a movie, it's... We're sure. We're going to, like, make the trek to go there. And especially with that movie, I would say... Yeah. And I'm not a person... Like, I'm not big into IMAX. I hate 3D movies. Uh-huh. See it on the biggest screen you can. Cool. It's just, we saw it in, like, this enormous screen, and it, I mean, because there's so much going on in it. Yeah. I mean, are you a fan of the original one? Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, first of all, it's legitimate. It's the best movie I've seen this year. It's... It's It's not, I mean, it. yes, it is a sequel, but it's more, it's really more of a continuation of the universe, and some of the themes that were in it, it's like the story has almost nothing to do with the story from the original one. And, um, sort of the way it's presented is interesting. And it's sort of like, okay, what's happened in this world in the past 30 years since mm-hmm. we were last here, which is great. Cause I love that universe. Oh, yeah. And it's not like, cause I've had a couple people who are like, do I need to rewatch the first one? And I was like, not really. The only things that you need to know from the first one they kind of bring up in it, like, they use some audio clips from the first film in it. Um, I like, watch it again, this is great. Yeah, it's a great movie, but it's the other thing that, like, and I know won't be a problem for you, but I've, like, you know, some them young whippersnappers that I talk to, I'm like, it. despite what you might think from the, the, the trailer, it is not an action movie. 
I was like, it's two hours and 45 minutes with probably a half an hour of action scattered about. Uh-huh. I was like, it's like the original where there's a lot of people uh-huh. sitting in dark rooms talking and looking at pictures. Yeah. I was like, but it's, it, I mean, Hampton Fancher, who wrote the screenplay for the original, wrote mm-hmm. this as well. And, I mean, it's cool. It was, um, do you know who Dave Bautista is? Uh, Cedar, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Mm-hmm. So he's a former WWE wrestler, but he plays one of the guys in Guardians of the Galaxy as well, but he's in heavy makeup. But he has he has a pretty small but a really good role in it. And, like, because, you know, he plays this, he plays a kind of like a one-dimensional character in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And he's a superhero, you know, alien superhero yeah. character. And the guy can really act, too. So it was like, oh, that's cool. Um yeah, no, it was, it, it was good. It's, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, <laughs> the cat's getting slightly, slightly it's happening. closer. She's like, well, I'm not sure if this is a real dog or not. <laughs> um, what, what made you guys decide to move to L.A.? Um, Dan's been working for Stumptown Coffee since he lived in Portland. Okay. He lived in Portland. And he was out in New York working for them, learning how to roast coffee. Okay. Um, and that's when we started dating. And so he took a job in Seattle, partly to be closer to the Pacific Northwest. Sure. And, uh, Is he from out here originally? He's from Alaska. Really? hmm I went to school uh, in Portland. So cool. he's pretty much only been in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's traveled around the country with some town and then right before we got married, uh, this other job opened up and he was like, what do you think? Yeah. Why not? Let's change our whole lives all at once. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've always loved it here. Like living in Portland, I would come here at least once a year to visit. I have a lot of friends here. So cool. It's very, it was a very comfortable move. And all the stuff that like, and again, because you know, we haven't seen each other in a dozen years, but we've, We've kept in at least sporadic sure, touch, know, yeah. But yeah. you know the you know all the stuff that I know was like important to you that you were passionate about. You can do like so much more easier out here. Yeah, I was just talking to Nat about that. Um, I've been food styling, which is really fun because I get to be really creative and mm-hmm. also make food. Yes, what I care about a lot, and. Uh, like, everyone's hustling here, but it doesn't feel like New York. Like, mm. people come here to work and do good work. Sure. And there's a lot of it. But the sun's shining all the time. Right. Like, it's a little bit easier. Right. It's it's a good feeling. Um, Dan made two records in the last year, you know. Like, wow. Both with his band? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's very conducive if you want to, like, get some stuff done and meet people and like make it happen there's a community for that feels really good yeah yeah um Roland who I was talking to you know he's he plays with a lot of people but he also does like pickup gigs a lot he's a bass player and he's a really good bass player and he just wouldn't be able to do that on the seacoast I mean it's very difficult to exist in those areas I mean and part of the reason I wanted to do this trip was you know, I, I left my job to pursue art full-time. I mean, when I get back, I'm going to do some part-time stuff. Sure. I mean, luckily, I'm actually going to go back 
for the holidays to work for the company I was working for, but I'd love to, in the next five years, get a camper and mm-hmm. spend three, four, five months in one place, and then once the weather starts changing to not my liking, go a thousand miles to another place. And I, you know, I have some ideas of where I wanted to go, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, I had never been to Missoula, Montana before, and it's yeah. yeah, have you been there? Yeah, only just through it. But. It was, um, so a buddy of mine from high school, who I haven't, mm-hmm. hadn't seen since 1994, but again, through <laughs> social media, uh-huh. like, he had commissioned some paintings for me over the oh. past couple of years, so he was, like, I told him early on, I was like, hey, in the next year, I'm going to do this kind of trip, and he's like, fucking come through, spend mm-hmm. at least two days here, yeah. so... You know, I reached out to him. He's like, no, absolutely come through. And what's funny is, because I reached out to a bunch of people to do podcasts, too. And there was this girl, Tara, who I met in Jerome. Uh She was 17 at the time, because I think she's like 24 now. Uh Uh, I was booking music at the restaurant I was Uh at at the time. And she was playing on the street. She was playing a ukulele. And, you know, I walked up to her. And it's funny, because... When I walked up to her, she thought I was going to tell her, hey, get off the stoops. We don't want you playing here. And she's like, am I in trouble? Are you telling me to leave? I was like, no. Do you want to get paid to play music? Oh, and, she, and, cool. and she was just like, what do you mean? And like, I was like, do you want to do a gig here in a couple of weeks? And like that concept, particularly in that area, just for a 17-year-old kid was not, you know, didn't, had never occurred to her because she was busking. So, you know, she played and she's, you know, I booked her there probably half a dozen times over the course of a year, but I had reached out to her. I was like, Hey, do you want to do a podcast with me? And she's like, yeah. And, uh, she's like, let me know when you're getting close to Montana. I was like, Oh, you're not in Jerome anymore. She's like, no, I'm in Montana. I was like, what part? She's like, it's a town called Missoula. So I was like, really? So two people from very different parts of my life were living, you know, within a couple miles of each other. And she had her first gig the week after I left at a bar owned by my friend's neighbor. So it was just, it's, it's crazy. Like how small the world is. Bad, huh? Yeah. But I mean like this morning when you asked where I was getting coffee, I couldn't believe that. Yeah. I was like, I mean, cause this is a big fucking city. Like chances are Scott's on the West side right. and we're going to have to coordinate something funny. Yeah. You're down the street. Yeah. And it, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, I think it was, Point three miles from your apartment is where I had coffee and yeah and it's funny because my friend Michelle gets coffee there all the time so I'm like I'm like yeah there, there's a good chance that you guys have been in there at the same time at some point so I actually we go to Dan goes to work and drinks coffee but if I'm ever out I go to Cafe de Leche which is on your I got gotcha. you there's a she she has a friend who owns a vegan donut shop in this neighborhood too. Donut friend. Yes. Um, which last time I was out here two and a half years ago was when I uh, had my random encounter with Tegan and Sarah. I don't know if you ever saw that picture. Uh-uh. Um, I don't think so. It was funny. It was uh, it was uh, that's the one that is that the one where all the donuts are named after bands? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So I was in there and it was funny because it's funny because anyone listening to this podcast would be like, yeah, we just heard this story on the last episode, but whatever. Um, 
we were trying to pick out what donuts we wanted, and uh, uh, Taylor Swift came on the radio, and she was like, you know, Michelle like rolled her eyes, and she's like, I'm sick of this chick. What song? I I don't remember, Um, but well, it was two and a half years ago. Uh, But she's like, what do you think about Taylor Swift? Because as she eloquently put today, I have an opinion about everything, particularly about music. Uh-huh. And and what I said, I was like, actually, I have a lot of respect for Taylor Swift. I said, first of all, she writes her own songs. She controls her own masters. And, you know, and particularly at that point, because I think it was right before 1989 had come out. Um, and I was like, she's one of the biggest stars in music right now. And she did it without, you know, exploiting her her body to do it not that if someone does that they have every right to do that but i was like that's sort of what a lot of people you know traditionally have done and i'm like she did everything on her own terms so if you don't like her music that's cool but like i don't understand because there was a lot of backlash towards her for a while uh, for sure but as i'm having this conversation the door opens and this this young woman walks in and I was like oh that girl kind of looks like Tegan and Sarah and then a girl behind her walks in and I was like oh that girl kind of looks like Tegan and Sarah and then I was like oh wait a minute I'm in LA of course didn't say anything I'm just like playing it cool and then I got my donut my friend goes to the bathroom I'm like and I don't really get starstruck at this point but I was like but I'm legitimately a huge Tegan and Sarah fan too so I walked over I was like I really hate to bother can I get a picture real quick? And they're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. The girl who was with them took the picture and the, and finish up. And they're like, what kind of donuts did you get? So I showed them. They're like, oh, this is what we get. They're like, we love this place. And they're like, by the way, we think Taylor Swift is awesome, too. So they've been eavesdropping on my conversation. But so it's that picture. For some reason, it won't let me, like, click on it to make it bigger. Oh. But, and they were super, super friendly. That's a cute photo. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was that was like my my LA moment. Um, yeah, that happens a lot where you'll like recognize people and be like, "Do I know that person?" And then a minute later, you're like, "Oh shit, that's like that dude." Oh, that's Tom Hanks. <laughs> that's why he looks familiar. He's been in every movie I've seen in the last thirty years. Yeah, um, yeah. Roland was telling me about like bumping into Harrison Ford at a party like a little while ago. And he was just like, "Do I?" He's like. I don't want to bother him because he's right. Harrison Ford, but right. he's got to be aware that he's Harrison Ford like yeah. every waking moment. Yeah. And it's funny because... I'm here. I'm worried about my cat. I saw her go behind a minute ago. There's a very tiny cat in here with not an enormous dog, but it's a it's a not familiar to the cat dog. Oh, she's on the table. Hey, you're okay. Uh, she wandered into Dan's roastery. Really? Yeah, she was really little, and I think she was either, like, abandoned or, you know, like, born in a dumpster. She yeah. was very tiny when we got her. Um, I think she has some, she kind of freaks out when we leave. Yeah. Um, she's very chill. I had my cat who, I had to, I had to find homes for 
both my cats when I was hitting the road. Um, well, one of them is lives with a really good friend of mine who is a really good cat mom and was looking for another cat anyway. So it kind of worked out. Neither of my cats were once I was like, I really want a cat, but I, I, that's like, they just happened into my life. Uh, and it was great. Uh, I mean, one of them was an ex-girlfriend was needed a place for a cat for three weeks. And that was four years ago. Classic. Uh, yeah, and then the other Classic one. Classic ex-girlfriend. Yeah, she followed me home in Arizona. She was oh, a stray yeah. and skin and bones, and she's very fat now. Uh, but she's staying with a friend of mine. So she, depending on where I live when I land back on the seacoast, she may live with me again, or she may, you know. If he's like, you know what, I love having her, Like, I'll be like, absolutely, Please, yeah. you know. So uh, especially where I'm hoping to be mobile in the next couple of years uh yeah. yeah i definitely won't do another you know solely car road trip with her just because i mean and she travels really well but she's getting older and yeah. i could tell it like wipes her out yeah so i mean she looks pretty sweet right now yeah yeah uh she's she's a good dog but it was also like some of the places i stayed they had like multiple dogs and like it's just that's it's stressful a, it is it is um it's yeah stressful for, on humans and the dogs for sure the yeah there were a couple times that like because i think i've stayed in a hotel three nights and i don't really want to stay in a hotel mm-hmm. just for money wise but sometimes like there are certain places where i just don't know anyone for you know mm-hmm. three four hundred yeah. miles and i'm like eh, whatever but it's also nice to just okay i could, i don't have to be on to at all yeah and like because most days that i'm driving i'm driving you know, six to eight hours, and you don't really talk to anyone other than people at gas stations and coffee places. So when you get around someone, it takes you a little while to adjust to having a conversation. Like, today is great because, you know, I mean, granted, I did drive four hours, but, you know, (laughs) it took me almost four hours to get 86 miles. Yeah, man, you can't think of it like that. Right, it's crazy. You can't. You have to just, like, suspend all reality a little bit. And just be like, okay. Well, it was. It, is. it was fine. I got to listen to two full podcasts. Great. Um, it's funny because my we recorded enough like backup episodes for both of the podcasts uh-huh. that like I still have new podcasts coming oh, out well. each each week. So there's, but for some reason the schedule has gotten wonky. So they're both coming out on Tuesdays now. So okay. I'm like, all right, well. And I'm a weirdo, and I'll listen to my own podcast. Uh, I would do that, too, I think. Especially, like, this one, the This Is My Truth one, because because it's not an interview, like, we're just talking, yeah. and I'm, like, trying to, like, be in the moment of talking, you know, I get a chance to, like, listen to it again and kind of hear the arc of it and hear, like, exactly what we're talking about, so. That makes sense. Yeah. Are you listening to music much at all? I am. I um, I was trying to listen to... So I have I have a lot of music on my phone, and uh-huh. I was trying to listen to all of my songs in order, like, alphabetically. Uh, I knew you would have some gimmicky thing. That's, that's exactly what my stepsister said. She's uh-huh. like, you always come up with weird little things for yourself to uh-huh. do. And I was like, yeah. I'm just eyeing your Robert Hunter box of rainbow yeah. over there, um, which is my uh, the first night 
of this trip, I was in Vermont, and my friend Casey has a bunch of dead stuff. She's, I'd say, I wouldn't say equal parts, but she's obsessed with Star Wars almost as much as she is with the Grateful Dead. So every once in a while when you see stuff that, like, combines the two. Um, it's funny because my, my buddy Adam is big into the dead. Uh, do you know, you know that band Caven? Yeah. So Adam plays guitar in Caven, and, uh, but he, he got a custom jacket made that has the Steal Your Face logo, but with the Black Flag logo inside the skull. Because oh, yeah. yeah, And I was like, that's fucking sweet, man. Does it say we can discover the wonders of Black Flag on it? It might, yeah. This guy... There's someone designed that whole yeah. thing. That's yeah, cool. yeah. Um, he's funny because he listens to like a lot of punk and metal, but then he also listens to you know he's big into like uh, um, why can't I can't think of his name, Flying Burrito Brothers, uh, uh, Grand Parsons, yeah. yeah, stuff like the that. King. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I wanted to when I was coming down here yesterday. Drove through yeah. Bakersfield, and uh, I'm a pretty big Buck Owens fan. And I was like, I'm gonna stop. Is so brutal. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there was also a really bad dust storm as I was coming down. So I was like, I am not stopping in Bakersfield because. Mm-hmm. But and then I also like had to remind my like the way I talked myself out of it was like, yes, Buck Owens is from <laughs> Bakersfield, and Dwight Yoakam is from Bakersfield, uh-huh. but so is Corn. So I'm gonna keep driving. It's good. Yeah, I'm just like. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that the only other thing that like bums me out about California is how hazy the sky is. So much, like even coming in from the north, it was just like. Well, there's a lot of fires right now. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't help. Yeah, I was taking cars. that into account as well. Yeah. But there was also like up north, there's a bunch of factories just like belching stuff, and I was like, and it's crazy because it's the most populated state in the country. Yeah. But. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get some fresh air every once in a while. Mm. It's hard flying into Portland. I'm like, <gasps> you really like. It's kind of sad how easily you grow accustomed to like, oh, this is just how it is. Sure, for sure. There's, I mean, I kind of got overwhelmed in Portland as far as the the amount of stuff you could do there too. The city is really just exploded. What did you do there? Well, so I stayed with my friends Jonathan and Regula, who, they're a band. Um, I I met them in Arizona, too. Uh, It's basically, this trip has been me meeting up with people I either know from the Seacoast or people I know from Arizona who have moved to other places. Um, But they, um, I stayed with them, and it's funny because they're probably five years older than me. And they're just like, let's go out, let's do... Like, so we went out, and they treated me to really nice, expensive muscle dinner. And it's funny because... So, like, I had, you know, I had vegan tacos this morning, and it was, it was funny because I was telling Michelle... Because she's like, hey, you probably haven't had vegan food in a while. And I was like, well, I actually... You know, I don't eat that much meat, but... Yeah, but I was like, I also had elk for the first time on this trip. So I was just like, because my friend Sam, he and his wife and his son are hunters. And they, like, the only meat they eat is what they catch that year. So he's like, I've had some elk in the freezer for a while. and But. It's delicious, right? It, it was really good. And again, I'm not a big meat eater. So, but I'm also like, I'm trying to be less picky. And also, 
trying to be a gracious guest, and I'm just like, because this was like a special occasion. Like he was like, "This is the last of the elk we caught last year," so I was like, "All right, I'll eat it." Does that mean you're forcing us? No, no, no. This is actually <laughs> this is actually pretty good. Um, it's more. I think my whole thing with kombucha, more than anything, is sort of the cult around it. Sure. Same thing with yoga, sure. where like I'm like. I absolutely think that there are benefits to it, but the, there is a certain faction of people who love to let you know that this is what they're doing. And I, I also I vended at I vended art at a yoga festival on the seacoast this oh. summer, and I was just like, it took all of my, you know, inner strength. How did you end up there? I have a friend who I know through. We used to work in the same uh, communal art space. Uh, I rented a space, she rented a space there, who uh, was uh, in charge of like wrangling the artist for it and she asked me to do it. And I was like, yeah, it sounds good. And basically, because my job, it was retail, but I had every Saturday off. So I had a lot of opportunity to do yeah. art stuff. And it was basically, if I was presented with an opportunity, even if I wasn't like, that sounds awesome, I'm like, sure. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Why not? Um, I didn't sell a single thing there, and it was one of those things that, like, it was in a huge open field at the end of July. I mean, I had a tent, but it was, like, when we got there, I think we set up at 10, and the thing started at 11, and it was supposed to go till 6. You couldn't leave early. And, you know, from 11 to 6, the sun shifts in the sky. So I started on one end of my tent and then every like hour and a half I would move the chair like further into the tent to get out of the sun. I mean, it was a good learning experience cause I was like, all right, next summer I need to get a back like, you know, tarp for my tent. So the sun's not beating down on me. But also I, like I brought bottled water, but I brought two giant like liter things of water and that they were gone, uh, within like three hours and they really didn't have running water. Um, classic yoga right well i mean everyone there had their own bottles of water and everything like that and it was just more like it, it wasn't a great thing for art vending because nobody has pockets in their yoga pants so everyone's barefoot in this field with yoga pants and a tank top on with their yoga mat over their shoulder you know they were there for the yoga so it was just right. i mean there was like almost a hundred vendors there and uh, but there were really no food vendors. There was a, uh, there was like a tea place. There's a tea place in Summersworth that they set up there, and there was one other place, but it was like super like designer food, and so they had like three options, and it was like eight dollars, fifteen dollars, or twenty dollars, and I was like, yeah, I but kind of my rule at, when I do those festivals is like. I won't buy any food unless I've sold something, um, you know, because, I mean, worst case scenario, it's a wash, but I'm like, I don't want to go negative, and I hadn't sold anything, so, and I had brought some snacks or whatever, but it was just like one of those things, it, and it wasn't, it wasn't a terrible experience, it was just a learning experience, and I was like, all right, so this maybe, if I get asked to do this particular one again, maybe not, Right. but you never know, so, uh, but yeah, I was my, I sort of, Patience isn't the right word, but I was getting annoyed with the, the yoga 
culture that day. That's a lot of yoga culture at once. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, they had, you know, they had all these classes, like every, like every 45 minutes, they would have a huge group yoga session, and they had a DJ there, and oh, it was just yeah. kind of like, I was like, okay, all right. I mean, it's also good for me to immerse myself in, you know, stuff that's not familiar to me. That's, that's how we good. grow as good people. You. But, you. you know, I was just like, uh-huh, yep, uh-huh, so... Are you going to see any music while you're traveling? I don't know if I will or not. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird because I haven't done a whole lot of, like, planning, like, as far as, like, the day-to-day what I'm going to do. Because most days, like, I drive eight hours, I show up, I have a meal, and I, and I, I kind of feel bad because a lot of days I'm like, people are like, what do you want to do? What do you want to say? I'm like... I kind of just want to get eight hours of sleep. Well, and, you're, yeah, you're cruising, man. It's not like yeah. you're just hanging. For yeah. I'll be in Jerome for at least two days, probably three, because I'm doing like nine podcasts. Oh. Um, and then the only other... Uh, so from there, I'll go up to Salt Lake City. It's another friend I know from Jerome who's tattooing out there now, and because she just commented today, she's like, "I think it's awesome you're doing this trip. I want to give you a tattoo when you get here to like commemorate it." So I was like, "All right, cool." Which is funny because I have a friend in Jerome that's a tattoo artist too, and I was thinking about because uh, he did a painting for me a while ago, and be like, "Dude, you want to trade a painting for a tattoo or something like that?" Because I. I kind of wanted to get a tattoo to commemorate the trip. Yeah. Like, even if it's just the outline of the U.S. with the 51 in it or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, and then I'm going to be in Wyoming for probably two nights there just because it's another friend I haven't seen in a long time. And I'm doing three days, in, well, at least two nights and three days in Colorado. So that's why I said the next week I'll end right. up being behind. But then I'm yeah. just going to, like, bust through, like, Texas. I'm... I'm just going to hit Texarkana, actually, as mm-hmm. much as I'd love to do Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a bench warrant in Texas. Uh, <laughs> it's a speeding ticket thing. But when I moved to Arizona, we got a $600 speeding ticket. Because there's a whole, like, 500 miles on the west of part of Texas mm-hmm. that the speed limit's 95 miles an hour. What? Yeah. And when we were moving it's out... We, uh, oh, it's a school bus, that's what I was hearing. Um, when we were driving out, I was going, I mean, because I always had been brought up driving with the thought that if you're driving less than 10 miles over the speed limit, you were okay. So I was going 100, I had the cruise control set at 104 and was driving. And we that got, is so fast. It's very fast. But it's... No. That is so fast. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, like legitimately, like, it's straight for 50 miles without even, like, having to touch the steering wheel. Because there's nothing out there. There's nothing out there. And but we passed the stadium. As soon as we passed him, his lights went on. He pulled me over. Did you know how fast you were going? That becomes, like, reckless driving, right? Well, the way it works is, because in that part of the state, I don't know if it's the whole state, the ticket fee is not based on how far over the speed limit you're going, mm-hmm. but your actual speed. 
So I was going over 100 miles an hour. So it's automatically $600. So I could have been doing 100 miles an hour in a 35, and it would have been the same ticket. Um, but well, that would have been really annoying. That's true. That's true. Um, and, and it wasn't like, I'm not paying this. It was just the way the circumstances were when we got to Arizona, because we were working for Best Buy at the time, mm-hmm. and they paid biweekly, but we didn't know at the time that half the country gets paid one week, half gets paid the other. Mm-hmm. And we hit it in just the right slash wrong way that we didn't get paid for three weeks. And we were like broke because, you know, I basically spent all of my savings to move. Right. It's fucking expensive to move. It really is. And, you know, so basically too much time had lapsed. And I, you know, I was just like, well, when's the next time I'm going to be in Texas? Turns out like four times in the last eight years. But Coming in hot through Texas. Yeah. So the last time I did a cross country jaunt which was moving from arizona back to new hampshire uh-huh. my friend the one who lives up in fremont now uh, i flew her out to arizona and then she drove back with oh, me oh. so the only part of the drive that she did was through texas <laughs> and we went through the panhandle uh-huh. so you know it's like i think it's like 140 miles across or yeah. something like that and, yeah. and it was funny because she didn't get pulled over but we were like 10 miles over the border and i got pulled over after that uh it was driving too fast uh it, it was it dropped from uh 65 to 35 and the guy's like i could see that you were decelerating you just didn't do it fast so i didn't get to take it he was just like just slow it down i was like all right don't tell texas i just came through but so that's why i'm doing Texarkana because it's right on the border i may even park in arkansas and walk over the border that's a heavy weight I've also talked about it on two of these. I know. Well, I ca- Luckily, they're not going up till I come back because I'm like, I feel like that's like self-incriminating. But yeah, it's a little. Well, and I'm supposed to go to Austin next year, and I was just thinking, I was like, if I rent a car, like, is like Enterprise obliged? Like, do they, like, do the cops are automatically get? Or I was like, maybe I'll just do Uber while I'm there. Probably so expensive. Is it? I've never, I've never done it. Uh, in LA, it's really cheap because there's so many drivers. Right. In New York, it's really expensive because nobody every, has a car out there. And everyone, I mean, there's so many cabs, you know, so yeah. they can keep with that. But I don't know. Yeah, know. We'll find out. I mean, what's what's the other option? You should get free of this burden, man. Well, so last year I called to find out because I was like, because I had a little bit of money. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, and I knew that there were like fees had been put on top of it. And I was like, let me just get take take care of this. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm just checking on this. Like, cool. You want to take care of it today? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, it's $2,300. And I was like, because it was all like, it's not like monthly interest, but it's like every six months they put another fee on top of it. And I was like, can I do like installments? And they're like, nope. I was like okay because it's weird like it doesn't go to collections or anything with the government they just sits there yeah collecting money yeah all right what's the what's the tattoo on your the inside (laughs) of your it looks like a pack of hot dogs huh yeah i was trying to figure out what that was it's a pink floaty oh yeah yeah yeah. that's cool it's a lifestyle or tattoo you know yeah it's really relaxed yeah that's pretty cool (laughs) You definitely have more, more. I have a lot of tattoos now. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I think this it's is a friendship tattoo with my friend Lindsay. Nice. Most of my tattoos are for my friends. I've got uh, some. My friend Caitlin lives up in Fremont. We have matching. Uh, I don't remember where mine is because it's on the back of my arm. I've got the, we've both got the the Prince glyph. Aww. We got it before he died. Um, we got it on my like right around my fortieth birthday. And then he died the following summer. And then last year on my 41st birthday, I got a big Soundgarden tattoo and then Chris Cornell. So I was just like, that's no it. More tattoos, man. No more tattoos of musicians that I like yeah. if they're still alive because I don't want to fucking keep jinxing people. Prince is still hard. Yeah, that one hit me. Uh, somebody, somebody asked me a couple episodes ago, like, of all the famous people that have passed away in, you know, whatever time frame. Like, people that I've never met personally, which one hit me the hardest? Because I, I was like, yeah, both Prince and Carrie Fisher hit me pretty hard last year. And I didn't think about how bad Carrie, like, how much Carrie Fisher was going to affect me. I mean, because I'm a big Star Wars fan, but it was, it was more than that. It was a weird thing because I realized that was sort of my... As a boy, my first, like, some of my impressions of women were, you know, through the Star Wars, but, like, through her. And it was, I was, like, from a very early age, like, because in, especially in the first one, she's, like, the one who saves their ass a bunch of times. And it was just like, oh, yeah, women are just as much badasses as men. Like, and, and I didn't have that conscious thought as a kid. It was just like, oh, yeah. Right. She gets shit done. Um, she didn't need to be saved. Even when she was, you know, in the you know the metal bikini in Return of the Jedi, like, she's the one who saved herself. She killed Jabba the Hutt. It wasn't like they freed her or anything like that. But, yeah, Prince was tough. Especially because, I mean, he was, he was pretty young. Yeah, he was just getting warmed up again. Yeah. I saw him play, I think... A year and a half before he died. Mm. He was doing those tours. He came to Portland and I was like, you know, like 10 feet away. Yeah. He honestly walked out on the stage and my knees buckled. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was the most pure reaction yeah. that I didn't think was possible. But it makes so much... I just was like, this is the craziest. Like, played one song and I was like, I could leave right now. Yeah. Be like, you know, like, that's... That's more than I had ever yeah. hoped for. Yeah. I had, not, not not with a live musician, but I had an experience with, saw Georgia O'Keefe mm-hmm. uh, a couple months ago. I don't know if you saw my post about it, but it was, the, the, the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston mm-hmm. had a really small exhibit. I mean, it would all fit in this room, right. but they had, a, I mean, it was just in one room, but there was a piece of hers mm-hmm. that, I'd been familiar with since I was in high school, and I had bought a reproduction of it, um, and I had never seen the original, but I had brought it with me to every apartment I've ever lived in, and it's got like 40 tack holes at the top of it for me tacking on every wall, and so I had just gone down to the MFA with a friend, not knowing that there was an O'Keefe exhibit, and they have a huge banner in the foyer with that picture, and and I asked the desk, I was like, "Do you have a, you know, do you have some Georgia O'Keeffe's here?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, we've got an exhibit upstairs." 
So we went up and as soon as I opened the door, I saw it across the room, but I like made my way across the room, you know, checked everything out. And most of them were, you know, like this, have glass on it. And that didn't have any glass on it. And like, you know, I got this close to it. You could see every brush stroke. And it was one of those things that had been such a presence in my life. But to see it in person for the first, like, it was overwhelming. Like, I started weeping. And I was like, I didn't know that a picture could do that. And I was just like, and I remembered, like, you know, reading about people saying that that happened with art. And I was like, oh, good, whatever. And I was like, holy shit. Says the artist. Yeah. Well, no, it's just like, it's one of those things that, like, it's funny because I feel like the older I get, the more stuff affects me where I would have thought logically less because you just get numb to it. But I think it's more, I think it's a couple things. I think it's one, you give less a shit about what people think of you. Like the people that matter to you matter to you and on that like yeah if people want to hang cool if if not I got plenty of cool people in my life but also like what a life like like when somebody passes away like the sum of a life and all the lives that they touch and realize like that it's finite you know and that's going to affect people has a, a much bigger weight than when you're a kid so, I mean, like, going going back to Star Wars, like, when I saw um, uh, The Force Awakens two years ago, I don't know if you're a Star Wars fan at all or not. Um, Damn it, so... Did you, did you see The Force Awakens? Mm-hmm. So, sorry, anyone listening, spoiler alert, Han Solo dies in that. And, and, you know, it had an effect on me. Um, but then, I like, the second or third time I saw it, I saw it with some friends who have young kids who are Star Wars fans, and, like, I had already seen it, and I knew it was coming, and I was like, oh, shit, this is going to affect them. And they're just like, oh, okay. But I was like, the fact that Han Solo died in that is not going to have the same effect on them, because I was like, this is, like, the archetypal male for me for 40 years. So, like, I was like, yeah, of course it had an effect on me that a six-year-old is not going to, like, you know, whatever... Plus, they watch movies all the time where people die, so whatever. Sad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's good. I, I think being more open in your lifetime, you know, as, yeah. as you progress is, is the ultimate goal. So yeah. it makes sense that you would be more sensitive. Yeah. Well, and also I think I've, you know, I like I was saying before, like done... I think more important work that I need to do for myself and just sort of more in tune with, you know, not only my own emotions, because I think every artistic person is sensitive to a degree, but it's usually sensitive to their own stuff. It's, but it's important to be sensitive to other people's feelings and, you know, what's going on with them. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I see, I see Prince peeking out from your bookshelf as well. Is that one of your zines? Uh, no, that's a zine. I think the woman's from Portland, maybe my sister's from Portland. Did you ever get the the Kurt Cobain zine? Yeah, you, the one with Eddie Vedder on the cover. Yeah. Yeah, with him like 
putting his hand over the cable. Yeah, you sent that to me. How many years ago did you make that one? Oh, six. The thing that happens when you're older, you know? Like, I have yeah. no idea when I did anything. Yeah. Like, you know, Christy, remember Christy? Yeah. She has the brain where I can ask her, like, when do we do that? Whatever. Yeah. And she knows, like, the exact date. Yeah. I'm so jealous, you know? Yeah. We call her the computer. <laughs> We're so grateful for her. Where's, uh, where's she living? She's from Portland. Okay. She's great. My sister lives there now. It's really a special place. Yeah, it was, it was one of those things that I was like, I know that I can spend, uh, it's cool. Those are great illustrations too. Do you see Jimmy there? Jimmy Farquhar? Yeah. I didn't see him. I didn't know that he was going to be there when I was, do you know Dougney? Mm-mm. So... Dougney Weston, who, uh, do you know Bryn? I don't know if you know Bryn. Uh, so I know Dougney from 20 years ago, okay. and I knew she was important, so we had made plans. So her boyfriend, Bryn, is also from the Seacoast. He lives out there, and Jimmy came out to visit him. But oh. I had literally, the last day, no, the day I left for my trip, I stopped at Jimmy's house because I did a painting of him like two years ago, and I'd been meaning to get it to him, yeah. and I was like, was putting everything in storage and I was like I don't want to put this in storage and have it get lost again and Jimmy lived you know I was living in summers where Jimmy was living in Dover I'd been to his house so I was like give me your address again I've been a little while he's like okay and I was like I'm just gonna drop something off because he wasn't home so I left it there but if I had known I was gonna see him like a week and a half later I would have just brought it with me but um it's kind of funny because I was trying to get him to like come over because I thought it would be kind of cool to cool to see him in Portland. But, I mean, we had talked about, like, because I haven't done a podcast with him yet, but he's one of the people I've talked to. You will, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, like, because he works at Colby's in Portsmouth. No, I don't I, know what that is. That, maybe that opened after you left. Because, yeah. yeah, it's it's funny because I still, like, yeah, because you said it's been a dozen years since you've yeah. lived in Portsmouth, but I still think of, like, you still make me think of Portsmouth uh-huh. um, and the Seacoast. So, Same. like, yeah. yeah, it's, so Colby's is on Daniel Street, uh-huh. like, right at, like, it's across from the post office, like, right uh-huh. next to Hobo's and okay. D Street Tavern. Okay. It's really small. It's, like, down an alleyway. Uh-huh. Um, but it's really, it's just breakfast, and I think they maybe have ten tables, like, and most of the tables are, you know, two tops. Right. Um, That's but, nice. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. good. Um pretty good food and they have a really good tofu scramble there so because i don't like eggs um i'm not a fan um are you are you still vegetarian no uh maybe like around the time i put out that scene i was dreaming about eggs and i was like listen to your fucking body sure like you're a 30 year old woman like take care you're craving eggs yeah and i ate an egg and i felt Incredible, yeah. like energy that I hadn't felt in <laughs> so long. And then shortly thereafter, I had a burger, and I felt like I could build a fucking house. Like yeah. I was just like, Whoa. yeah. I, I felt it. Just there's something about animal protein that yeah, I totally get. And living in LA has made me think more about maybe not eating, just being vegetarian again. Yeah. But 
just because everyone is pretty health conscious. But, sure. You know, I have a burger once a month. Yeah, I don't, that's pretty I'm much not, what like, I do as well. Top, you know, I did, although I did have in and out burger. Hell uh, yeah, you had to. It was, and as far as like that goes, like it's a good burger yeah. for a fast food place. Totally. Like, and because um, my friends were like, "We're going here." You should get one. I was like, okay. But that's the thing. when it, Because I only eat a burger like once a month, like when I get it, it's got like, to be a good one. Like I, Because I didn't eat meat for 14 years, and then I was in Arizona, and trying to eat, like get by not eating meat in Arizona is really tough. Weird. Um, I mean, Phoenix, there's options, but when you get outside of the city, it's mm-hmm. it's tough. And our record store was across the street from a hamburger place. Mm-hmm. So smelling it every day, I was just like, it wore down my resolve. And it's funny, too, because there, eight ounces is the standard. Uh Like, they don't, there's no such thing as, like, a four-ounce burger. Uh So, like, you know, a big burger for them is a 16-ounce burger. And then, you know, when you come back here and, like, places are like, oh, we've got an eight-ounce burger. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Like, that's what a burger is supposed to be. But they're, like, saying it's, like, something special. Uh I'm just like... Okay, like, there's very few places I've found in New Hampshire that have an excellent burger. Mm-hmm. Some places that are like, yeah, this is okay, but if, if it's a once-a-month thing, I want it to be like, right. oh, God, that hit the right. spot. Right. Um, and there's there's a place in downtown Portsmouth, which I won't even mention by name, because it's just it's so many people like, you've got to go here, you've got to go here. So I went there. Their burgers are terrible, but they do all these, like, weird sauces, and people are like, well, the burger doesn't matter, it's the sauces. And I'm like... No, a good burger should be, you don't have to put anything on it, not even like ketchup or mustard, and they it can be, be yeah, yeah, exactly, and they don't with that. It's just the burger is the sauce delivery vehicle. Bummer burger. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love a condiment, don't get me wrong, but can't But it should it. be the ornament on the tree, it That's should not correct. be the tree. That is correct. Yeah. You I can't make a tree out of tinsel. You cannot. Well, maybe. Yeah, I think you Maybe it's a that. terrible analogy. <laughs> I strike that from the record. I had a bummer burger in Malibu when my sister and my aunt were here. I, it's, it's really hard to get over. You yeah. Know? It's like, you're like, ah, something died to make something mediocre. Yeah. In Bakersfield, no less. That doesn't surprise me. I don't think it came from Bakersfield, but that's where like all that cattle production is yeah. in Bakersfield. Bummer burger in Malibu sounds like the name of a country song. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. <laughs> oh. So you like it out here? I do. I do. I think we'll, I mean, when we moved, I was like, two years, that's it. But, yeah. you know, it, a year flew by, so we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of dream about going back to New Hampshire. Yeah. Buying a farmhouse. Yeah. I, I really want to be able to wherever I am I want to be able to get to the mountains within an hour or two and get to the ocean within an hour or two which you know I mean you can do that here um you do that a lot of places you do that in a lot of places that was the thing that that's why I had to leave Arizona because I was like yeah it's a six to eight hour drive to get to the ocean yeah Yeah. and that's the ocean out here like right not really where I'd want to swim right so do you have inklings right now or are you just sort of well 
my short list of places that, you know, and again, I don't think I'll, like, I think if I leave the Seacoast, like, I think that'll be one of the, like, hubs, and, like, I think, like, I would probably end up in the Seacoast, like, in the fall. Like, I would probably, like, come back, like, late September, early October, like, stay through the holidays, and then, like, January, head, like, south somewhere, like, I mean, I'd like to spend some time in New Orleans, I mean, not right now, but, you know, um, uh, you know, Seattle was a place that I've thought about for a long time, um, and I've got... Where did you stay when you were there? So when I was... So, Seattle was one of the towns I actually stayed in a hotel at. Um, I had some friends there, but they were, they actually live about an hour north on an, on an island. Um, Whitby? Yeah. Whitby. Whitby, yeah. Um, so, they, they are part of a summer Shakespeare uh, oh, cool. festival, and um, it's actually it's my, my very first roommate, uh, you know, 20, 21 years ago. Uh, he came out here a little over a year ago and he and his girlfriend both do that and they're actually they were moving to Seattle the week after like they're they live in Seattle now um but um and then I went an hour south to DuPont Washington and a guy I went to high school with he and his wife live out there uh, and they're two boys um but he's moving back to New Hampshire next year and then my friend who was anxious to take one of my cats, um, her younger sister lives out in Seattle as well. So, but she was on her honeymoon while I was there. Cause originally when I was planning this trip, she's like, yeah, stay with me, blah, 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 blah. But it just timing wise, it was when she was on her honeymoon. So did you go out to Whitby Island? No, no. It's so beautiful. Yeah. That's what, cause they're like, yeah, if, if you had some more time yeah. and that was the thing too, this is like, this whole trip was like, sort of like a sampler platter of the states and I'm just like all right here's you know maybe next year I'll come out and spend a week here. Dan's parents live in Port Townsend and uh that's where we got married it's like the most magical nice those oak woods or something else yeah pretty great and the ocean and the mountains are right there yeah it's like a really really special place. I've got some writing to finish next year um, where I'm going to take like a week and get away from like basically everyone I know so I won't be distracted. Great. And I think I'm going to go to Seaside, Oregon there. It's cool. gorgeous out there. Yeah. And I was just like, this would be a perfect place to, yeah. to sit and write. So. You should go to Astoria. I did go to Astoria on yeah. this trip. Um, cause I was like, <laughs> it was funny cause I, I mean, and Astoria is beautiful, but I went because sure. of the whole Goonies sure. thing. And, and kindergarten cop. I, to a lesser extent. <laughs> um, uh, and they also did, uh, uh, a lot of Black Stallion was done on Canyon Beach as well, which I, I mean, there's a lot of movies that I loved as a kid that I've revisited as an adult, and I'm like, oh, that did not hold up. Yeah. The Black Stallion really? is fucking amazing. Huh. And like, you know, you don't notice stuff like cinematography and score when you're a kid, and it's yeah. just, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I had heard about the like self-guided Goonies tour and there's like a website for it and it's like here's the addresses for oh, the places wow. I've never done it cool and but they have a picture of the sign for the for the house mm-hmm. and they're like and there's a picture it's like an illustration of the Goonies and it's like 
please park your car here. You're more than welcome to walk up the driveway and take a picture, but don't knock on the, you know, mm. it's a private residence. So, so I was like, oh, that's cool. It's chill. And I get there. That sign is not there. And it's a sign that's like, do not drive up this driveway. Do not come up here. This is a private residence. If you turn around in the driveway, you, we will call the cops. And so I'm reading it. And the guy across the street, he goes, yeah, they're the new owners. They're real fucking dickholes. <laughs> That's like, okay. Uh, and apparently, because they do like a Goonies festival every year. Mm-hmm. And I guess this past year, because it's the first year they owned it, they got a construction tarp and covered the entire house so people couldn't see the house at all. I was like, why would you? Why do you buy that well, house? Yeah, well, why would you put a rainbow in a jar? Like something that brings so much people happiness. Like the only thing that I can think of is maybe the realtor didn't tell them. And How could you not know? Right. But I mean, let's just imagine it's, a couple in their 70s that doesn't have any kids and they're retiring and they wanted to get to the Oregon coast. They would not buy a big, beautiful home on the top of a hill. Probably not. And also, it's not a super nice neighborhood that it's in. Uh, I mean, it's not terrible, but it's, you know, there's... It's funny because so many of the locations in that movie are literally, like, in the same neighborhood. You're, like, Mm -hmm. just drive down the street and they're, like... They pick this out of convenience rather than anything else. So, like, oh, let's just use that store right there. So, but it was cool. And the the um, jailhouse that you know they escaped from at the beginning is the Oregon Film Museum now. Oh. So, I mean, and it's the Goonies Film Museum with a kindergarten cop poster and a black stallion poster and a short circuit poster. Oh and that's shoot! It. Forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, Johnny Five is alive. Oh. And then, you know, and Haystack Rock, which is at the end of it, is actually, you know, it's in Canyon Beach, which is, or Cannon Beach, which is like a half an hour south of there, where mm-hmm. I just sort of, like, they make it seem like it's in the same town, but it's it's, it's a little bit of a hike, but... Different place. Yeah, but the, I mean, the Oregon coastline's gorgeous. It really is. And the drive from there into Portland is amazing. You know, and I mean, these trees are 100 feet Magical. tall. Yeah, just, yeah, it's amazing. Place. Yeah. I missed it. That city got really, really small, though. Um, really? I mean, so many people live there now. Yeah. And that, I mean, whatever, it's so boring to complain about a city growing. But it, it really, is when you move somewhere yeah. with, with one sort of like, we moved here for this, and then. Yeah. So how are we doing on time? I, I can't read my clock. Uh, that's 2.30. It's fine. Not that I'm, not that I'm bored talking to you by any means. I'm just trying, I'm like. No, I don't want you to get stuck in traffic either. It's, it's one of those things I'm just like. It's a soul crusher. It, it is. And like, I can tell she's like, why are we not moving? Like. She seems pretty happy. She looks pretty comfy right now. Um. Yeah, it's, I mean, this, this trip's been great, just seeing so many familiar faces, and some it's like, oh, yeah, I saw this person last year, and some it's like, I haven't seen this person in, yeah. like, 15 years, yeah. 22 years, stuff like that, but. I wish Dan was here, you could have to talk to him. Yeah, because I only met him that one time, but you guys have been together for a, a while, right? Mm-hmm. Four-ish years? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was like straight off a plane, red eye drive to New Hampshire. Yeah. And it was so uh-huh. funny because I was standing in line 
behind you. And I was like... I was so focused on surprising Nova that I was like... Yeah. Well, it was funny because I was like... That girl kind of looks like Jacqueline. But I knew that you were out here, so I was just like, you know... And usually when someone leaves the Seacoast area and is coming back, there's someone that, you know, I'm still connected with. You know, they're like, hey, I'm coming back and whatever. And... And then I was, then I looked at Dan and I was like, oh, that guy kind of looks like Jacqueline's husband. I was like, that's weird. And then I was like, Jacqueline? And they're like, hey. Because it had been, I mean, it had been a long time since we had seen each other. So, but yeah, that was cool. Hi, Nova. See, Nova and I, you have to do my podcast too. Yeah, Nova, you have to. Because Jacqueline asked me a while ago, it was one of those things that, uh, it was kind of cool because you were like. Uh, I, I, you know, on my commute, I listen to these, but it's oh, like, man, I'm it's, such a fan. it's, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, like sincerely that I, that's why I started doing it. Cause it's yeah. like, I know a lot of really awesome people and like, but I know people from all different parts of my life right. who maybe will never meet each other or knew each other at mm-hmm. one point who live far away now. And it's just sort of like getting to visit with like all the rad people I know. Yeah. So you know, for, I mean, because a couple of people have reached out to me and be like, dude, I really, I, I love hearing this and like hearing your different relationships with these people. But so, yeah, it was like, and Nova was already on my like wish list of people. Heck so, yeah. yeah. Um, she's on a lot of people's wish list. I think so. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And, it, and it's funny because I've had a couple people who I either knew just kind of tangentially or barely knew at all who have reached out to me and be like, Hey, I don't know if you even do it this way, but I'd love to talk to you oh. for your podcast. If you're, and I was like, yeah, totally. I mean, I did a thing a couple of weeks ago where, and a couple of people thought they're like, Oh, you've already run out of people to talk to. I was like, no, quite, quite the opposite. But I'm sure it keeps growing. I had a Friday, um, where I had some hours free in the morning and I was like, well, I have, because when I first came up with this, I was like, I'm going to make a list of people I want to talk to. And I ended up having like 170 something people. Mm-hmm. But those were all people that like, I was like, these are people I know. And these are people that chances are they'll, they'll want to talk to me or, or be open to the idea at least. Uh, but there are some people that I knew that I was like, yeah, I don't know if they'd be comfortable with that or whatnot. So I decided to put it out there. I was like, hey, who's got some time to do to record a podcast with me. Cause I was like, there might be someone who would be interested that it wouldn't occur to me to ask. And, and you know, lo and behold, someone who I know who is a very private person was just like, what will we talk about? And I'm like, anything you want. If that's sort of how it goes. And she's like, sounds really scary. Let's do it. I was like, all right. And it was cool. And you know, it was someone that I've known for a long time, but I never would have thought to ask her because it seemed like, because it was, out of her comfort zone, which is why she did it in the first, but yeah, afterwards she was like, that was actually a lot of fun, you know, Aww. but you know, it was cause I was basically like you and I have had hundreds of conversations. It'll just be yeah. us talking, which yeah. is what I go for. But I also noticed for the most part, I sort of take an affectation when I'm talking to someone cause I'm aware of it. And, uh, which is funny because for the most part, I, I really don't think I've been aware of it this time. I'm just like, eh, we're just chatting, yeah. catching up. Yeah. Um, I also, I know my producer's going to yell at me because I didn't do an idea at the beginning of this one, but I, I've never, I never did them in the first season. 
be like, I'm talking with Jacqueline, today's date is whatever. Because oh, yeah. I feel like it's like, okay, now we're beginning, where right. we just started talking, so you know, right. we can deal with we can deal with that. I mean, when I first started doing it, I didn't even tell people I was recording. We'd just be sitting talking and I'd hit record. But then I realized like someone might say something that they don't necessarily I mean, and I don't think I had that happen, but because people were like, oh when I was like Oh, this is interesting. I wanted to talk to you about this. They're like, what well, do you want to wait till we're recording? I'm like, oh, I've been recording for five minutes now. Like, oh, okay, cool. Got you. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I and and there's been some people that I've talked to who have like, I know there are like sensitive subjects and whatnot that I was like, if there's anything you don't want to talk about, you know, tell me now. And we won't bring it up. But also, I kind of like just follow the natural progression of two people talking. If someone doesn't want to talk about something, they'll. Either be vague or be like, or just uh, looking at like yeah, be like, mm, mm, mm. Well, talk about that time I was in a Turkish prison. Not today. Not anyway. today. Not on a Tuesday. Is it a Tuesday today? It is. Yeah, it is. Because yeah, yeah. I had tacos from the vegan taco truck. What were they like mushrooms? Mm. I had a tofu scramble oh. in mine, and but I guess the big thing that they do is jackfruit, which that. The, the face that you just made is exactly the face that I made because my friend Michelle's like, no, it's good. I'm like, it isn't. I'm like, I mean, I've had jackfruit in like other stuff, but as like a meat substitute, it's weird. People really like jackfruit. Yeah, yeah and and, and I guess it's really easy to cook with. So, but she's like, it's like the canned stuff. Yeah. Don't try and do it from fresh. Food. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work out. I would, I would imagine not. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she got, it was like, it's, it's like a pulled pork substitute, except for it doesn't taste anything like pulled pork. It kind of looks like it, but it was just like, I was like, yeah, this is gross. I don't like it. Um, but again, like, I'm also like, even when I was like strictly like not eating meat at all, I'm not a big fan of like, yeah, don't, don't try and trick me. Like, just make your own thing. Like, it doesn't have to be, like... Sure. Like, it's always weird when you see, like, the Garden Burger, like, spare ribs, where they've molded, like, ribs. I'm just, like... I actually know. think those are pretty good. Really? <laughs> I've never had them. It just looks gross. <laughs> to me, it looked like the McRib sandwich, where they've, like, pressed right, and it's whatever. Right, like vacuum seal right. too. You know, I definitely have eaten my fair share of baked meats before. Me, like, too. I've, I've rotated into the, like, I'll just eat vegetables, because that seems appropriate. Sure. And beans, you know. Sure. Beans is a good source of protein. Sure are. Yeah. <laughs> well, I could honestly sit and, like, talk to you for Thanks, I really a long say. time. It's great to see you. Great uh, to see you, too. Uh, probably. Great to meet Zoe. Yeah, she's, uh... She's Zoe, I wish you could hear me saying how nice you are. Conked out on the... I think she's awake, though. She's kind of chilling. Her, her eyes closed. Hard to tell on the, her Muppet face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, eyes are now open, but they were closed. Uh, what a cute dog. She, uh, when I went to my, I got to my friend's house last night a little before eight. And it was already dark out. Mm-hmm. And they have a huge backyard that's enclosed. And we took her out there. And I had been keeping an eye on her because she hadn't done number two yet. Mm-hmm. And, of course... So, like she was off leash, which she normally can't be off leash because she'll yeah. take off and you can't call to her. 
Um, but they have a huge fenced-in backyard. So she was able to have the run of it, and of course, she sits down and is doing her business. But it was dark out, so like I was like trying to keep an eye on it, and went to go grab the poop bags. Came back. I'm looking around. I couldn't find it. So she lets her two-year-old come out. She's like, Jade will find it. She's just walking around, and of course, she steps in it, and you know. So she's like, all right. She picked her up, and she's like, just pull her sneaker off, and you know, I hosed it off. But you know, I was just like, eh, that's one way to do it. Because they, they don't have a dog now, but they used to have a dog. And she's like, yep, anytime wow. Bentley would poop in the yard, she would just, not even looking for it, just playing around with stepping in. Tractor beam. Mm-hmm. There's the middle school across the street. Yeah. And they do drum lessons. Oh, is that what I've, we're hearing right I've now? I've tracked it. It's around this time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it has a sweet apartment, too. Thanks. Yeah. It's really nice. It's small, but I think because it's high and there's windows all around, it, it feels, feels a lot really bigger. open and mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Little treehouse. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's cool. And there's a lot of green in here too. A lot of plants. A lot yeah. of plants. A lot of records. A lot of books. All all stuff I like. Is that yak hair? <laughs> uh, no. It's from Iceland. It's a, a sheep from Iceland. Oh. Yeah. It looks like a um, deflated Wookiee is sitting on the mm-hmm. on the chair here. Um, did you go to Iceland? Uh, Dan's brother and sister, her nephew, went. That was her wedding gift. That's it was pretty like cool. A real like you know dowry gift. Sure, sure. <laughs> the hide of. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I the third night of my trip, second night of my trip, I stayed at an alpaca farm. Oh, cool. So that was kind of cool. Are they friendly? Fairly friendly. I mean, they're a little skittish. I mean, if you move too quickly, they all, I mean, they move in a pack and they're all just like, oh. Yeah. But they'll walk right up to they're you. Very cute. Yeah. Um, this one little one was chewing on my, my shorts. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, she couldn't go near, they, they don't handle dogs very well, yeah. apparently. But, um, yeah, there's like a hundred head alpaca farm. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty good size. Where is that? It's in Ohio. Oh. It's a, a painter that I know from Dover who, it's his, it's a farm that he grew up on, but it wasn't an alpaca farm when he grew up. Um, and it, like his mom, his grandparents had it growing up and it was, I think they stabled horses then. Mm-hmm. And then his grandmother got goats and a couple like kind of like quasi exotic animals like 15 years ago and got just like two alpaca and then fell in love with them and just gradually as the other animals passed away just started replacing with alpaca so yeah it was was pretty cool that could be your future it could be it sure could be uh it's funny i've had that thought a couple times i'm like i would really like to live on a farm but i don't want to be a farmer Uh So that's a that's a tricky. I think that's possible. Sure, I'm sure there are farms that like have rooms to let. Absolutely, and parking spaces for campers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have an artist friend who her and her boyfriend did about five months on the road last year. Um, she didn't really do much art on it. That wasn't sort of the point. It was just kind of kind of go and they but they worked at a bunch of farms for like a week, two weeks at a time, yeah. and then could move on, so, because she was like, oh, I can give you places to stay, but we didn't actually really exchange info, and most of the places that she was at, I had places to stay anyways, it's, 
it's more like the uh, you know, the Kansas and Tennessees that I don't really know people. So it's all right. It's all right. I know a lot of people other places. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think I'm gonna get back to stuff.